Hello and welcome to the Lund University International Podcast. On the show, you'll hear from current students, alumni, teachers, and many more special guests as we explore what it's really like to live and study in Lund. My name is Maria Lindblad, and I am a recruitment manager here at Lund University. Today, we're going to talk about the bridge between the professional life and being a student, but in reverse, we can say. Uh, so instead of discussing your career opportunities after studies, we're going to talk to some guests here who have already started their professional career before deciding to take a break and go into studies again. So uh, let's start with the introductions of our guests, Christine. I am Christine Githyomi, and I am from Kenya via the U.S., and I started here at Lund in August of 2022 at the service department. My focus is in culture and creativity uh, because, and I'll tell you a little bit about my previous career, but basically that's how I came to Lund. Okay, nice. And Shreya? Hi, I'm Shreya. I'm from Nepal. Um, I study data analytics and business economics here. Uh, I started in August 23, 2023. All right. Well, uh, great to have you both here to give us some insight on today's topic. So let's let's start back uh, in your lives before you came to Lund. So what uh, what were you doing, Shreya, before you decided to, to come to Sweden? Um, yeah, I've been working for around four years. Um, I have changed different fields and domain. I started with finance uh, in the beginning, then I got a little bit bored of it. <laughs> then I went into project management. So I did project management with IT companies for around yeah three years. Um, side by side, I also did training and development uh, with a lot of students back in Nepal. So yeah, that is basically it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you had uh, quite a bit of a career already before. What about uh, you, Christine? What were you doing? Uh, well, mine seems even longer. Uh, <laughs> I, I have about 20 years of experience in... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I started in... I actually started here in Sweden. Oh. Uh, like 20 or so years ago, I first came here with my aunt, uh, who was a diplomat. She was posted here by the Kenyan government. Yeah. So I came here and I worked as an admin person for a few of the embassies while I was uh, trying to save some money to go to college. Uh, then I got accepted in the U.S. and then moved there. And uh, it took me a long time to get my degree because I worked to earn my bachelor's degree. So uh, in the meantime, I got into uh, development work. I worked, worked with a bunch of international NGOs in democracy, social uh, 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 social change, and um, a couple of different others that have to do with uh, culture, uh, um, the LGBTQ rights, a lot of different things within NGO space. I uh, decided I was going to go home to Kenya. So I decided, let me do a bit of hotel management. So I worked with Orient Express Hotels oh, wow. for about four years. And then uh, my last gig was with World Vision. Uh, for about two years before I went back to Kenya. Oh. So when I got to Kenya, my first job was with the Pan-African Federation of Filmmakers. This was in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, worked as their projects and communications manager and then went back. One of my uh, uh, companies that I worked for in the States had a field office in Kenya and they were managing uh, the Kenyan elections in 2017. So I worked for them as their communications and operations person uh, until the end of the elections and then went back to the Pan-African Federation to close out their project. 
that one was representing uh, filmmakers all around Africa. And it was like a touring secretariat. So it left South Africa, came to Kenya, and now was going back to Burkina Faso. So I closed up that project and then um, went into a, a bunch of different consultancies. And then 2020 hit. And then I was like, my whole career, I have been doing culture and creative stuff on the side as, as something that has always interested me as as in that I can make a career out of this. This is stuff I love to do. So I worked to earn money, but I did this for fun. And then I decided that I'm going to take a leap and decide to join my avocation with my vocation. And I looked for the one university that had uh, this particular degree and it was Lund. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, it sounds like you had the perfect (laughs) background for the program you were in, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, Shreya, how come uh, you decided uh, to take uh, take a break? Sounds like a bit more dramatic, but in a way it is. um, And go go into studies or continue your studies. So like I said, I worked in projects and it was basically IT project, but I come from business background. So when I worked with IT project, I felt like, am I missing something technical? Because business is all about soft skills. You learn how to speak, negotiate, plan things. But I really wanted to get into the technical details. So I was like, should I give it a try and learn something maybe a hard skill because it, it now you need a balance between a soft and hard skill given the industry that I am from. So I decided that maybe I should give it a try. And the difficult part is there aren't many programs that allow you to switch between from a non-tech degree to a tech degree, especially when you come from business. So that is how my search started, where I wanted to explore different domains and have a balance so that I'm more prepared for the kind of jobs that are opening up or the kind of learning I need. For the future, I would say, because it's constantly changing, but it's always good to know things technically as well. So that's how my chain of thought went towards going back to studying. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so you wanted to get broaden those skills a little mm-hmm. bit, and and how did you uh, how did you go about researching where to go? Because that's the next step, right? Once right. you have decided to to yeah. go in. Um, So that was also a process, I would say, because like I said, it's not easy and there aren't a lot of programs that allow you to switch and you need to also think about your budget, how much you're going to finance it and everything. So for me, um, I was very keen on coming into European market. I really wanted to learn here. I had studied back in Asia, which is a completely different culture, the way of teaching and everything. So I I was sure that I want to do something in Europe. So when I started researching around it, it was quite difficult because there weren't a lot of programs um, which would allow you to switch unless you have a lot of maths or programming background, which I didn't have. I come from pure business background. So um, that's how the search started. And um, luckily here in Lund, uh, the program allows you to bridge between someone from a non-tech degree to a tech degree. So I'm studying data analytics now. Um, so that was a great opportunity for me to switch. And, and the kind of um, degree that I was looking for, which understood that I didn't come from this background, but wanted to learn. So it was a perfect opportunity. Mm, sounds great. Yeah. Christine, I, what made you take that final leap? So you described your background mm-hmm. and then you said, OK, I'm going <laughs> to jump. <laughs> there aren't a lot of culture, uh, culture and creative management degrees that are not very business oriented. And I didn't think I needed any more business because um, my previous experience has been in operations and management. Um, 
what I wanted because I was going into culture and creativity without being a creative myself in the normal scheme of things. Most people are creative, but I wasn't an, a singer or an actor or a theater person. So I wanted to be in culture and creativity on the management side because it's taking advantage of my previous experience, but also have the kind of theoretical background that would give me, um, you know, the, the feeling like I belong in the space and feel like I, I, I'm, I'm bringing as much to the table as my colleagues would be in the space who have a more creative and cultural background. So I was looking for that kind of uh, uh, the degree and just Googling it. It was it was kind of difficult uh, to find the kind of space that I was looking for. And uh, and I, I wanted to come back to Europe as well. I didn't want, I've, I did the States. Uh, I'm good with that. And I, I uh, so I wanted to come back to Europe. But, and I knew that I wanted to come back to Lund, but it, it really mattered whether or not the degree program that I was looking for was here. Yeah, of course. And and and, and lo and behold, it worked. Uh, there was a culture and creative uh, management program in Copenhagen, but it was very business oriented. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, other than this, uh, what other degree is there? And um, this one came up and it's, it's one of the few that has uh, this kind of uh, theoretical focus very much within social social sciences. So I thought, okay, if I get this, if I do this degree, and also it's a master of science. So not only uh, is it uh, theoretically based, it, it gives me a solid foundation. It's also uh, a science background. It, it, will, it would give me the kind of foundation to be a strong researcher when I leave. So those were the reasons I picked this yeah. degree. Yeah. Wow. And how did you feel about coming back to, to Lund and to, um, to Sweden specifically? I, my only issue was that when I was here the last time, it was, it was very hard to find people who spoke English, ah. amazingly enough. And then I came here and I was like, it was very odd. Uh, 2016 was, I mean, sorry, 2022 was very, very odd. I think you had the most mild winter in, in history or something. <laughs> because I thought, I, I was even telling the guy who, who did the the, uh, the fixing in the uh, uh, school dorms, I could have sworn it was a lot colder than it is this time. <laughs> and then on top of that, every I, I've... Everybody I spoke to, even in the coop, everybody's speaking English. Yeah. That was not my experience previously. <laughs> Granted, I didn't leave the Stockholm area at the time when I lived here, but I didn't think there were not many people who spoke English. Uh-huh. And now everybody spoke English. So first of all, the one, the winters are milder, and maybe that's not a good thing with global warming. I don't know. And and I think it made up for it this season. Yeah. But that's uh, yeah, so it's been it's been kind of cold this time. But um and then on top of that, those were the only things that I remembered that were maybe uh, a, a bit of a shock because the last time I came, I came in January. Yeah. It was freezing. It was a really uh, cold winter the in in I think it was eighty nine or something yeah. like that. It was pretty cold. And then um yeah, the language thing. Yeah. That it changes a yeah. changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And maybe it was also a part of that initial shock exactly it was I think it was a lot of those things and then the fact that I've I've it's I was even telling someone else I spend more of my life outside of my country than I have been in my country mm. so I think you just get used to being in, in new places and yeah. adjusting yeah. So, Shreya, how, how uh, have you sort of integrated your experience into your current students or what, what could you take with you and how do you feel that you've been able to integrate it now? Um, I think 
there is a difference when you're a very fresher, when you go into, when I went into undergrad, I didn't have a lot of work experience or anything. I was too young. Um, that experience and now is completely different because I think from a very business perspective or how that's going to align with my career next, because now that I'm taking, taking technical course, like I said, it's going to be different, of course, because I come from a very pure business background, but I, I was still working in IT industry as project manager. So for me now, I when I go to classes or anything, I think about, oh, how, how, how am I going to use it or how my decision making or how I think about strategies are going to change. And, and the perspective is kind of different than just naively going to class and being like, oh, OK, I learned this. How is it going to work in real world? Might not be there in your mind. But at least that's something um, that I really value because I know where I'm going to use it and how we can build on things. Because I want to emphasize that you can't learn everything in class. It's it's not just that. But you will get a starting point on how you can build on it and what are the things you want to take. Because maybe not all courses were for me. And even now, it's, it is it is difficult because I don't come from this background. But I just know that this is the starting point and there are a few things that I can pick and I can add to my career and how it works for me. So that integration is something that has been valuable for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's, that sounds interesting. Uh, do you feel also that because of the experience you have, you have more to, to bring into class as well? Because I know here in Sweden, it's very discussion-based and you are you know supposed to have an opinion and not just yeah, quietly sure. listen and make, take notes. Yeah, I think... Um, when I think about the girl who, uh, imagining myself when I was an undergrad and now, I would say I'm more extroverted too. Otherwise, it would have been difficult because you in, in workspace, you need to talk, you need to say things, you need to voice your opinion. So that really helped me here because now you're meeting people from all different backgrounds. And if you are the introverted person, then it'll be very closed off. There isn't a lot to talk about. So I think it's not just about the class and where you can share your opinion. It's also about integrating yourself with this diverse community. I have around 30 plus maybe countries or nationalities in my class alone. And that's a lot. And we come from very dis distinct backgrounds, different countries, uh, different things that we have seen or different education too in my program it's like everyone is from economics marketing engineering and everything so um, I think the work aspect really helped me be more confident about myself I know what I want I know what I'm aiming for and that also helps in how I channel things and how I build relationship and I I know how important connecting with people is now than than before of course I Previously, I wouldn't have given that much importance to it, knowing more people. But now I think I learned so much from people as well. Thank you. Christine, what do you say? What did you sort of bring with you? And how do you feel that you've been able to integrate your professional life with your studies? Well, I think it, it matters. If you're, for me, intentionality was the thing that I came here with a, a very clear idea of why I'm coming here. Because when you're coming out of uh, your job experience, Taking two years of a break, it's it's a decision you have to make because it also affects your employability. So it is a very more uh, intentional decision to take a break from work to come and do this. So number one, you have to make that decision of, okay, I'm going to take this break. And then where you're going to take it, factoring in financials and all of that stuff. But then also uh, what you're going there to do. So I was very clear that I'm coming here to get the tools that I need to be able to function within this space that I've always wanted to function in, in a way that is credible, that in a way that is that I'm also bringing value to the space and that I'm bring, and doing something within my country that I think is of value, not just for me, but for my country as well. 
So you, when I came here with that in mind, everything that I do, you said that here is very uh, conversational. It's also, um, it's, you have to bring every part of your own experience to the conversations that you're having. Um, in my particular focus, we are about six. We actually started as eight and we lost some folks on the way. So we're, we're a group of six within this uh, specialization. So each and every one of us has a very distinct background. Um, and we and the same thing, we come from different uh, parts of the world. In fact, I think our uh, cost, there is no sweet. So that's another thing. So, but we come in from different backgrounds. We have different intentions. So when we are asked a question, it could be a question that the professor has probably asked each individual specialization up to that point. But we have, we bring with it our own uh, experiences and also what we hope for in the future. These last, uh, this is my last course before my thesis. So every now the question is, okay, how am I going to take what I'm learning now into my work experience? What is it that I am taking from not just my classmates, but also for the professor? Even the professor's interactions with us are more so at, like at a peer level. It's just like at this point in your, in your studies, you should, have, you should be able to answer the questions that we're asking you in this way. You should have questions of your own that are at this level, as opposed to when you came in uh, last year. You should have already matured or uh, advanced in your thinking, in your perception of, of your courses and perception of your life before and after your course. So all of that I'm bringing in as someone who's a bit, a bit older. In most of the classes, I'm one of the older students. I come in with a... This is a for me, I take I'm not taking it for granted because for me, this is a, a gift. This is a, a blessing to be able to do this. Uh, so I'm um, everything I'm doing. I'm, I'm I'm being very intentional and I'm being very conscious that uh, not everybody gets to go back to school and do this. So. Wow. That's very wise. <laughs> wise perspective there. Life and time yeah. gets you to this point. Yeah. yeah. What about the culture? I mean, now you were a professional before coming here, and now you're in school. So there's, of course, a difference just in that. But do you see any clear, does anything stick out to you in terms of the cultural differences between how you interact and how you learn um, here in, in Sweden and in your class here compared to what you've experienced before? What do you say, Shreya? Um, of course, uh, there will be difference, especially coming from a whole different continent, I would say, and also from the perspective that I come from a very third world country, like Nepal, where uh, I wouldn't say there are a lot of things developed as it is here. And uh, people here have seen probably more opportunities or different things than what I have. But um, I also feel like when you're coming to a class or a place where there is so much diversity, you also learn to be cautious as well as you're respectful to what everyone has to offer. You're not um, having a judgment beforehand. You think about how things work here, what are the things that you are adapting to uh, and what you are bringing to the table, of course. And I think um, that is one of the aspects that I feel is different for me coming here, coming out of my comfort zone is that I'm more conscious about how, what I say and how I say things because 
I need to accept that everyone is different. Everyone comes from a different background. For me, what's natural isn't natural here. It, it takes a lot of time for people to process, what? It's like that? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's quite different. So, yeah. um, so just being respectful and I think patient too when you're talking with other people and even people from coming from different places, we all, we all say that we speak English, but, you know, English is also very different when people yeah. speak. So you need to have that respect and patience to say that, okay, we are all trying. It's not even our first language so that just just being respectful is one thing that um, I feel is very important when you come to a very diverse place mm. yeah mm. Uh, Christine you were saying you are getting close to to the end now of your program and you're getting into your thesis what do you feel that you're going to take with you back into your professional life the most from from this experience here at Lund and, and not just the program itself but overall I was actually, I was looking forward to answering that first question, but I'll answer it in the same way to answer this particular question as well. Um, Coming from um, Kenya, and um, the biggest issue, uh, the biggest um, uh, difference, and I see it also with other colleagues of mine from Africa, is that when you're in uh, in this environment, you you have this idea, and this is in school, everywhere in Africa is, is what I'm, I'm understanding, is that there is no right answer. The, we keep looking for the professor to say, this is correct and this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Here. And that's, that's the one uh, hurdle that we had to get through, that we had to, uh, we had to be, you have to be in the frame of mind that you are as right as you can convince and show proof of your of your answer if you can uh, show evidence to what of what you're saying and that 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 can be you know understood and then can be proven then you are correct or in as much as you can be correct until someone else disproves your your yeah. your 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 idea but that has was is very difficult for people coming from my particular context uh being able to say Everybody could be correct. They just have to show evidence. Mm-hmm. And that's and then the other thing is because my background is also very American, um, the I that there's there's a also a very um uh socialism is a very big part of uh historical context, especially here in Sweden, especially when it comes to culture and creativity, because culture here is very much supported by the government. In Africa and in the United States, uh, culture is very much uh, a market-based uh, system. So there's a lot of thinking that I had that was very from a capitalist uh, frame of mind that you have to come and see things from a different perspective. So those are two glaring ideas that I came from that now in this space, you have to kind of shift your thinking a little bit uh, and see it from a different perspective, which was really, really um, a, a mark of why it was important to come to Europe to to study some of the things that I'm studying, especially when it comes to culture and creativity. Um, and then in answer to your question about how it's going to go into my career, I think it's it's really, really important to have a very global idea of how of the way that you work. Um, all I read about, especially this last summer, was taking the opportunity to even go on LinkedIn and try to set up informational sessions with different people in Africa that are in the space that I'm in, trying to get to know, to meet them, because for so many reasons, one of which is I wanted to have an idea of what to study for my thesis, and I wanted to, to have a very African context. How are you going to do that? You're going to talk to the people in the space 
who are there now and ask them, okay, in the practice, in your practice, what are you seeing other things that we need to research in this field? I was I was lucky enough that because I set a goal for myself, two informational sessions every week. So I would reach out on LinkedIn and say, hey, my name is such and such. I'm going into my second year of my master's. I'd really like to talk to you about culture and creativity in Zimbabwe, in Burkina Faso, in South Africa, in Tanzania. And for some reason, people were open to it. And I I made the goal every two. I met two people every week, two people every week. Um, and 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 I think because of those uh, connections, I was I had an, I got an offer for a position as a program uh, partnerships and uh, a program manager for uh, the NGO Film Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, like last month. Oh, and they're willing to wait for me to finish until I finish my degree. So what you take from there is the idea that you ask as many questions, talk to as many people, um, ask, uh, be open to people's perspectives be open to a different framing of your of what you thought you knew for sure for sure it doesn't always it's not always like that and and it's better for you the more you open up to to see these things because you would be surprised by where you get opportunities where you get uh people who are thinking exactly like you but you wouldn't even think about it yeah and you know there's also the idea that you have to be open to not just thinking differently but also speaking differently if you're if it's really good to come here and have the idea that you'd like to speak Swedish as well. So yeah. <laughs> think, think just open your mind yeah, in so many ways. You wrapped a lot yes. a lot into there, Christy. That that's amazing. And congratulations on this opportunity. It was actually going to be my next question. Yes. What are your plans now moving forward that you are have have it cut out for you, it seems. <laughs> well, it, it's it's really important if and a lot of us are even now I'm getting questions from um from my colleagues about, because I think I'm one of the few people who's very much uh, on LinkedIn. And, and and it's mostly because I've, I've been on LinkedIn for my whole career, but this this time I was very active on it this past, this past summer. But um, it's really important that you, you don't forget about your uh, industry ties. For some of my colleagues who are, have, did not go into work they went straight from bachelor's into master's. It's really important that even more so than myself for them to go into uh, spaces like LinkedIn to create and, and find opportunities for internships, for fellowships, get to, to get to know within the space that they're practicing in. Yeah. Not be so anxious to get the first job that they get, which is really, it might be like, you know, for do our job, but they get some money during the, the summer season or off season when they're not in class. It, it's great. You earn some money. But in the long run, those are opportunities you could have taken to do something in the field that you're going to graduate in. Yeah. That is of more value to you. And and um yeah, and uh, even volunteering, right? Even vol- any any kind of way, yeah. Great some connections. Any any kind of way. In fact, this this job that I mentioned, if, if someone was was here for he's the 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 director was here from Rome, he's in Scandinavia, mm-hmm. he was looking for some way to do an event. And he reached out and I said, For sure, let me help you with contacts and information about how you can hold this event. They didn't think nothing of it. I gave him the information. Uh, and then afterwards, it's when he said, Christine, by the way, would you like to work for me full time? 
it wasn't wow. something I was thinking of and like yeah. that because first of all I'm focusing on my thesis and my and schoolwork that wasn't my thinking mm. so opportunities come from different places yeah. and don't be don't don't be um reluctant to go into something that you think you're not going to get any money for if it's in the field especially since I said doing this master's degree is a big deal financially it's an investment it's an investment in yourself your family probably has invested in you um and and the people around you have have uh taken they've made sacrifices for you to be here um do whatever you can to make it the most of the time that you're here good advice there how about you Shreya have you had time yet to start thinking about what the future i mean you you recently started your program so you have some some time left i suppose but still um, and it's a shorter program too so yeah. yeah yeah i mean i don't think i have a lot of time because i'm graduating in june as well i'm yeah. in a one year program so oh. it's coming quite quickly and i think that's also the reason why i like this program because i'm not taking a longer break like you said it it is a lot of you know a decision to make when you're leaving your career where you're earning money you have your funds and you're like suddenly um switching and coming to another country but luckily for me i am an si scholar so i am lucky that i got the scholarship and it's funding my education so i'm glad about that as well but in terms of the career perspective i think i i completely agree with linkedin and going out of the box and trying things because you never know you never know what you're uh thinking about maybe sometimes like christine mentioned that you aren't even thinking about it but it can happen so for me too i think um i've been talking to a lot of people trying to explore the kind of roles that i can get here for but i think it has been um a difficult or i would say an interesting path for me to say what kind of roles now because like i said i took technology here i have business knowledge already so how am i going to balance i'm doing a mix of both trying to balance the two or just seeing where i fit in but it has been a very interesting process because that's something why i came here so yeah using linkedin trying to find opportunities i would love to get the experience in sweden and learn more about the culture i think professionally also similar to how um going to classes or meeting people here i think work also teaches a lot to you in terms of how the culture works so i would love to experience a swedish culture but language has been something that i really need yeah. to invest my time because when it's a one year degree it's just class 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 that's yeah, going on but i i obviously understand the importance of language when you want to integrate in a culture it's super important so yeah so it's been like exploring a process to explore as well as think about what's next but mm. yeah I don't have anything figured out yet uh, but maybe that's, some that's sweet, swedish it. classes in the future yeah, for you for sure for sure <laughs> if you want to stay here a little bit longer yeah. and i also kind of want to put a plug in for uh the op- the chances that the school offers for folks who are about to leave there are resume preparation courses there are ways in which they actually help you get a linkedin profile there are opportunities to meet with different types of uh employers especially if you're in supply chain focus uh space or sustainability ikea has come and they've done different case studies with organizations that are trying to get uh, international students to join them and even when it comes to the language issue there's some organizations who will onboard you and you can learn swedish while you are on being onboarded mm. Mm. to the company so there are opportunities if uh, staying in sweden is something that someone would be yeah. interested in 
That's some, some great advice from both of you there. I, I think we, we could be talking all day long about this, but I think we need to, to wrap it up for today. But uh, there's really been some valuable insights. And uh, I think also, I think this is also calming to students who are coming in because we always have students being very worried. I'm, and I'm going to be too old, or I have a gap here. Is that going to be a problem? Or And you two have just proven that it's even better to have some experience coming in, I feel, and uh, also helping you in your future. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Christina Scherer, for being with us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you are interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, lunduniversity.lu.se. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and X, and you can chat with current students on Unibuddy. Don't forget to subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you a new episode very soon.